Well, as most are aware, people are living longer now than any generation that came before us. However, with that gift of time comes some significant life decisions. And what probably comes to mind first would be where to live in later life. So for an increasing number of people that desire would be most likely to age in place in their own homes. Welcome back to Clear Path, your roadmap to health and wealth. I'm your host, Al Waller. With me today is Katherine Collinson, CEO and President of Nonprofit Transamerica Institute, to delve into this topic. Well, first off, Katherine, nice to have you with us. Hey, it's great to be here. Now, this really is a pretty timely subject, so I'm, I'm really interested in just what your research uh, team has uncovered on the topic. Home is where the heart is. My team and I recently conducted a survey, and we found that the vast majority of people of all ages... 86% say that it's important for them to remain in their home as they get older. And 64% said it's very important. Well, Gala's humor. I, I know a lot of folks have often said that, you know, the only way they intend on leaving their homes is to be carried out in a pine box. But seriously, I think your findings are, are really right on point. And to offer a personal aside, um, my parents decided uh, to move from their colonial for a Cape Cod when they were you know, still in their what mid-40s. Their thinking was to have their bedroom as well as their laundry room, you know, right on the first floor, which would, you know, significantly reduce the need to climb or descend stairs, enabling them to, to live in their home until, you know, almost the end. And to that point, my wife and I actually took a page out of their playbook and, uh, you know, made an identical move uh, for the same reasons. Besides, you know, the challenges of packing and moving are really not so appealing. So could you uh, share some other reasons why people choose to stay in place? People are comfortable and familiar with their own homes. That's where they have gatherings with family and friends. Often people are tied in with their community, their neighbors, exactly, um, and yeah. engaging in local organizations, whether it's community organizations or places of worship. Our homes are much more than that. Mm -hmm. And that's a big reason that people want to stay in their homes. Other reasons include uh, not wanting to lose their independence. Uh, when we have our homes, we're independent and often moving into a retirement community uh, is associated with some sort of loss of independence. I want to pick us up back up to a bright Good. spot. Uh, the U.S. Department of Housing and Urban Development has done a lot of research and compiled a lot of research and finds that uh, staying in one's home can have physical and emotional benefits. Well, I, you know, here again, personal experience, I know that, you know, my parents, you know, found that that way. And uh, I got to say, uh, also to sort of support that, you know, especially if you have that desire, you know, that, uh, you know, the cost of assisted living in a retirement community can be, you know, pretty expensive. Uh, you know, in the case of my mother, who, you know, towards uh, the end, you know, she was really in a wonderful place. But at the same time, you know, I, I witnessed uh, actually a 30% increase you know, in costs in just over, uh, you know, a two-year period. And, and and to that point, Genworth's annual cost of care research here in the Baltimore area indicates that the average price for assisted living per month is right around $5,000. So that's, you know, not insignificant. So for some, there's a, obviously a decided advantage and an incentive to stay in their home, right? 
Indeed. Depending on your situation, aging in place could be uh, more affordable in the long run. And this is particularly true for people who own their homes and have paid off their mortgages. Another way that aging in place might be more affordable is if you live near family and friends who can pop in and help out from time to time and offer that level of caregiving support uh, that one might otherwise actually be paying for in some sort of assisted living type of environment. Well, in a perfect world, this all makes a lot of sense. But, you know, given we don't live in a perfect world, then, you know, what are some other factors folks should consider when planning uh, to age in place? Uh, The most obvious factor, and I think you mentioned it at the outset of the podcast, is stairs. Mm -hmm. Um, As we get older, stairs get more and more challenging. One of the things as you're thinking about aging in place is the whole stair factor, or more precisely, uh, the lack of stairs uh, so that you can easily get around. Another big consideration is what types of home modifications are going to be, because some can be a lot more involved and a lot more expensive than others. So is your home even suitable for making those types of modifications? And then a last big consideration is the neighborhood. Uh, A neighborhood that we love in our 40s, by the time we're in our 80s, could change. And that's something to really stay on top of. Uh, Some neighborhoods stay the same, but zoning laws are known to change. And that could impact whether it's a neighborhood that you want to stay in or that is safe to stay in uh, over the long haul. You know, those are some really, really great observations, Catherine. I mean, uh, and let's face it, you know, really nobody has a crystal ball. So, you know, looking down the road, it's it's really important to know your options because, you know, there may come a time when you'll need assistance with, say, transportation or, you know, shopping, cooking and, and, and cleaning as well, right? Indeed. And you know, as we've seen in the pandemic, there are there are some bright spots, but we've really seen the power of technology, technologies that were available before, but just hadn't come into their own. And a couple of examples, video conferencing. Can you imagine a pandemic without video conferencing, <laughs> without being able to connect with your loved one? That has been a lifeline for us uh, through these difficult times. Telemedicine is another one. For people to be able to connect with their doctors virtually in a video conference situation versus having to pack up and travel across town and park and do all those things to go visit the doctor. And this has been especially important for older individuals when getting around is more difficult. There's also all sorts of technologies that can augment caregivers. I'll call them invisible helping hands that can help in some sort of emergency situation. I don't know that we want to say, Alexa, help, I need help. But (laughs) those who have Alexa, that's possible. Even things like watches and biometric devices that can detect fall and send a call for help. Uh, Those are really big deals. And we're going to see these innovations just get better and better over the time. And then the last one I'll leave you with, which haven't quite come into their own, but they're getting there fast, is robots. I don't know that we'll get to the point where we're like the Jetsons and every house has a robot, uh, but we could. And there's lots of lots of innovation going on in robotics to support aging in place from helping out with chores and activities to to even virtual pets as a source of companionship, a dog that you don't need to take out. 
um, so all sorts of things. And these are bright spots and these are things that we have to look forward to. Well, you know, you're absolutely right. And these, these are really great uh, examples. And, and I, like you, you know, just listening to you, thinking back to the Jetsons with, you know, Rosie, the robotic maid, or, you know, maybe a little something more contemporary. Could we possibly take a look at some lower tech and perhaps maybe a little more affordable home modifications that, you know, might also enhance one's ability to age in place? Sure. And let me share with you five quick and easy home modifications suggested by the USC Davis School of Gerontology. Uh, And these really are, for the most part, quick and easy, or at least as quick and easy as a home modification could be. And we know that's a relative term or a relative situation. Tip number one, secure support. For example, a shower seat and grab bars. Number two, light it up. Replace old bulbs with brighter ones and things like nightlights uh, where you need them because poor lighting is a leading cause of falls. Number three, have a seat. Have a chair handy for when you get dressed that you can sit down uh, versus balancing and maintaining your balance while you're getting dressed. Number four, clear the way. That is remove obstacles, clutter, things like a ru- area rug that could be slippery or things that are easily tripped over. Streamline, get them out of harm's way. And then number five, uh, store for success. And this one is really powerful for people of all ages is in your home storage, whether it's your kitchen or your closets or your bathrooms, the things that you need to access most frequently, make them the most easily accessible so that you don't have to reach high or climb a ladder or that you don't have to bend over too far. So store items where they're easiest to get to. Well, you know, it's interesting, you know, you bring that up because we're going through some remodeling in our home right now, just, you know, planning for, you know, down the road just to make things a little bit easier and a little safer. And, um, you know, one of the things, you know, it was um, with our master, you know, bathroom, you know, we put in the walk-in shower, you know, we jettisoned the tub, you know, and, you know, I think that makes a lot of sense there. And, you know, on top of that, uh, we're also, what we're doing right now is uh, with our kitchen den area, we're moving up uh, the washer and dryer, you know, to the first floor. So, you know, this way, you know, the bedroom's on the first floor, the washer and dryer are right there. I mean, who wants to be, you know, going up and down those stairs as we talked about before. I mean, there's, you know, danger there for sure. And actually one of the other things uh, is, you know, getting those uh, stack washer and dryers so that, you know, you're, they're right, as you say, right at shoulder level or, you know, waist level. So you're not bending down to try to pick things up like that. All these things, you know, I don't care how old you are, you know, just to, to make life a little bit easier on uh, those joints, um, you know, I think uh, make a lot of sense. And look, at the end of the day, you know, any age is good to simplify your life, as I said, and and enhance your safety. Now, Catherine, uh, is there anything else we should consider before we wrap things up today? Well, of course there is. A common theme that we talk about a lot on the show is do your homework. And we've talked a lot about home structure and physical home modifications. There's a couple of other really important things to factor Uh, And I'll start with having conversations with family and friends, because ultimately, we'll need them to help support our visions. And of course, we want to help support their visions as well. So as you're thinking about through an aging in place plan, it's important to keep those who you are closest with in your life in the loop. Um, especially if there's any expectations of needing any some sort of support 
or if you're providing some sort of support to them that you may or may not be able to continue in the future. Other big part of doing your homework, the financial aspects. All of this requires careful financial planning and budgeting. Uh, It costs money. And doing your homework, you may find that there's some important trade-offs on the way. Some things may be more expensive than expected, and others you may actually save money. But you won't find that out until you have put pen to paper or created that Excel spreadsheet or whatever (laughs) it is that you use for your, your planning and budgeting to really figure all that out. Well, as the Boy Scouts, uh, you know, we're fond of saying, you know, be prepared. And, you know, I think, you know, really what it comes down to is, you know, keeping those open lines of communication open, uh, making sure that, you know, you're talking amongst each other with your parents and, you know, or children, you know, depending upon the side and, uh, you know, making sure that, um, you know, you you look at these with eyes wide open. I think that uh, should you not do that, you know, you could be really running into uh, some serious trouble down the road. And obviously we don't want that. Catherine, this has been extremely insightful. And, and here's hoping that, you know, the information we've touched on will help those who are contemplating the decisions uh, where to live in later life, as well as their family members who are helping and could very well be impacted by that decision down the line. Clear Path, your roadmap to health and wealth is brought to you by Transamerica Institute, a nonprofit private foundation dedicated to identifying, researching, and educating the public about retirement security and the intersections of health and financial well-being. You can find our weekly podcast on WYPR's partner content and mobile app, wherever you get your podcasts, and at transamericainstitute.org. We hope you'll join us for future episodes, including the upcoming episode dedicated to International Women's Day. And in case you missed it, check out recent episodes on heart-healthy habits and avoiding surprise medical bills. We'd also love to hear from you if you have comments, feedback, or topics you want to learn more about by contacting us at info at transamericacenter.org. Until the next time, I'm your host, Al Waller. Stay safe, be well, and thanks for listening.